You are listening to Boku No Stop, a podcast that will authorize your death under any circumstances for laughing at Dharam Zuba's will. I'm Fletcher. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. And this week, uh, contrary to what we said last time, because we had discussion off mic that I did not splice into the episode, we are covering episodes 29 through 34 of Space Runaway Ida. Let's get this shit over it. with. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're just gonna barrel through in two episodes instead of three to get to the movies, because we are all getting sick of this to some degree. And it's funny because it's actually getting better in this stretch, but also it's a it's a nice arc here in these six episodes. Uh, like I said before we started recording, I was not in on the middle of this. I mean, there's some bits in here that are pretty dire. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there's some bits in here. I'm like, why are we doing this? Why do they think I would care so much about this at this point of this show? Because we're so close to the end. Yeah. yeah, they are going to be canceled unceremoniously in our next recording. Hooray. But they were only canceled four episodes before their original order ended. Yeah, so I, I really want. So, did all four episodes end up in the movie? Is that or yes. did they have to like edit that? Okay. Also, I cannot wait for you to see how hilariously rushed the final coda is on it on TV. <laughs> well, so is, is this a case where the the movie is an extension, or the movie is a replacement, or both? The movie is a replacement. Okay. All right, so episode 29, Glinting Swords. Can't be worse than the uh, ending to Battlestar Galactica, which we will watch some of. <laughs> yeah, the good way to get me hyped is to tell me the thing that we're going to watch as a comparison also ends like a fucking bomb. Uh, my guy. <laughs> what? You don't even know. You don't I, even know. I don't. They spend, you spend like a hundred hours like they do like literally a concentration camp at one point run by robots uh for half a season uh they've been trying to run away fr- uh from the buff who are just robots in this in uh Battlestar Galactica yeah to Cylons a new, I to remember a new the planet show. and uh when they get there that new planet in the prophecy is our earth and they have to blend in with cavemen for thousands of years it's that's terrible. It's incredible. Good news. Um, let's just say I can see some similarities. Dude, okay. All of Battlestar Galactica is just this show, but find and replace some proper nouns. I wonder if they had What's watched the this show. Oh, 100%. Oh, they don't have... The Ida, uh, they, don't have, they do not have a mecha. So are we going to talk about this anime? Nope. <laughs> Episode 29, Glinting Swords. <laughs> Gijay joins the crew unofficially, and the Ideon unlocks more powers as a new commander arrives to pick up where Darum Zuba fucked up. Indeed. So, yeah. This is where we get probably the most bullshit power the Ideon has. Oh, the laser swords? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It is. Mm-hmm. It's basically an instant win button from here to eternity. Yeah, it seems to be like like the problem here is figuring out just how to trigger it consistently. And that that's I mean, there's a running theme here, which is we still don't know how to control it. 
and they, it seems like they almost figure it out this episode and then they don't do it again <laughs> well they do do it again it doesn't work because of the freezing attack oh yeah the freezing attack, piper lugo's right. comatose in that and then the ship is yep. uh and then nothing happens because yep, yep, if he had yep. been on the ship it would have been fine hmm it's it's a wild stretch folks yeah it gets weird Shout out to how DJ Karate chopped Cheryl in the throat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, that, it's so awkwardly animated, too. Like, there's no impact that you see. Love it. It's so bad. Uh, in uh, my notes, yeah. it's DJ Austin Powers chops Cheryl out to save her life. What a gentleman. Hell yeah. That's exactly how, how to describe that. Yeah. But anyway, so the crew is arguing about what to do with the wave cannon. There's a new sassy lady, Buck Commander. Uh, she's only here yep. for a few episodes. She'll be dead before this episode of this podcast is over. She's Rukuku like, kill. like, she's got a weird, like, she's really more angular and tall, like, sort of slim looking than the other buff clan people. She's extremely asian I think is what you're trying to say. I mean, I guess, but like, I don't know. It's just the, some parts of her design just look a little like they took, um, like they took Harulu and like, or like Kerala and like, like stretch tooled her like up and then shrunk her back down to normal height. I don't know. I, I, I don't really get the point of these commanders. They keep coming in and it's the same thing. All, all well, because the again. new commander comes in new ships with new robots and that's what happens. Yeah. 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 Until they summon the giraffe uh, frigate later. <sighs> right. Yeah. Uh huh. I did not take that thing's name down because we have reached the part of the series where new mechs only show up for one episode at a time, but yeah. No, the new yeah. ones have just hung around. What happened to all the X-Wings? Did they all get blown up? They're the Earth yeah, ships. Probably. We, don't really, we don't really see them because those are Earth ships, right? Well, no, they we had a bunch of people fighting. Ship. Yeah, they took them from the moon base, and oh, then they're even yeah, bitching this episode that they don't have enough people anymore. Yeah, oh well. Probably because you see at least five members of the solo crew get killed. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people die. Uh, there's a funny running gag here. I would I would call it a gag. I don't know if it's meant to be a gag. Where uh, Daram and like uh, Rukuku, their sort of interactions. He keeps asking for alcohol. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I like I would like a drink for giving you my data on this thing, and she's like, sure, whatever. Right. And then another time, she's like, I need money for alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, Rukuku has no time for his shit, and this is where he becomes the first alcoholic member of the cast. Yeah, it's just very funny. He wants nothing else other than money for beer. Yep. Well, I'm not in charge anymore, which means I can drink. So the moon base people attack and start lasering up the Ideon while they're loading in the missiles. My favorite thing is you see them loading like multiple just... It's probably like a hundred missiles in a cube and multiple cubes of those. And then immediately after they get them, the Ideon does the all missiles attack, just shooting out like half of those, probably. Yeah. There's a funny bit in this stretch uh, you where waste so they many do the missiles all... that way. Yeah, like they use the all missiles attack, and then like Cosmo goes to do something else and tells Deck, just keep shooting missiles. And I'm like, wait, what missiles? They're all gone. You shot all the missiles. Well, he How used, does that make sense? Use the E-Tank, Matt. It's fine. Uh. <laughs> no, if you take out enough of the buff fighters, they drop some of the refuels. Okay, that now that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, three of the kids sneak on board the Ideo Delta right before they go into combat. 
Piper Lou is, of course, one of them. And we learn this episode that if Piper Lou is not on the solo ship, the Ide does not give a single shit about anyone there and will not, like, power up the barrier. That's okay, because they get the, uh, the laser swords. Yep. Uh, After a baby is put in a fucking brain microwave. Because they're getting, yeah, they're getting fucked over by this, like, uh, thing that splits into two halves. Uh, the ship, and then it does the gel zone between them, and it looks like it's gonna go mm-hmm. crush them or capture them? Yeah, they say they were just going to run that thing to drag it back. Yeah, and then they, that's when uh, Piper Lou freaks out after being in the brain microwave. The uh, animation for this is fucking incredible, by the way. That oh, yeah. is one of the only times I will say there's good animation in this episode. I really started calling out some fucking phoning it in as we went. Well, there's a bunch there's of There's a phoning lot it of in. reuse. But all the yeah. new animation is very good. Like, mm-hmm. there starts to be a lot more new animation in these episodes, and it's, like, very high quality, and it's hilarious when juxtaposed against all the reused bad shit. Oh, there's some new animation that's really bad, and I'm gonna point it out when we get there. And, uh, mm-hmm. DJ, uh, Starts talking about science to Cheryl. Uh, Gijay, clearly a sapiosexual. Cheryl, very also the same. Yeah. A lot going on there. Uh, uh-huh. My my tasteless note is Gijay speaks science to Cheryl and she gets wet. Whatever. Had, it's true. I had to say that thing because that was one of my only two notes for this episode. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. she is, at moment, uh, hiding him in a bay because she's the only one who knows. And Gijay's going on and on about how he is shameless and how he has no shame. He just wants to learn about the E-Day no matter what happens to him. Fletcher, this is the bay with the gendered pigs, so I would refer to it as the bay of pigs. All right, noted. Because this is the one where they have that that one gendered pig with a bow on its head. I know exactly what you mean because Uh I did catch that. Yeah, it's just an albino pig that has a bow. And it's also explicitly just reused from earlier in the show. Because you remember uh, something dumb like a gendered pig. It's true. Well, th- is it the- there's the same thing in Wolfenstein too, yeah? <laughs> the new Colossus, there's a pig on the ship. Those are I Nazis, Matt. I haven't played that yet. No, <laughs> they're also Nazis, but there's also a pig. <laughs> Nazis can you be cops to f- too? Uh-huh. <laughs> Quite often, actually. <laughs> you feed her potatoes, it's a side quest. <laughs> it's a real thing. I will have to get around to that game in time. It rules. It's got some bullshit, but it's, uh, I felt, like, in the hands, it felt a lot better than the first one. It feels exactly the same! Fuck off! I played them both to back-to-back. You guys are just assholes. I played played them back-to-back, and the laser craft work is so much better in two, and I loved it. Yes, because you get more OP upgrades, but it controls the same. No, the old one like was like a little dart shooting thing. Like it barely killed anything, and this one like w- like killed normal soldiers in one shot, and like could two or three shot the big guys. It felt it felt a lot better. Anyway, oh, whatever. Yeah, like I said, it's just more OP. Yeah, which is great. It made it useful. I used it all the time. And that's basically it for this episode. Yeah. Yeah, it. I was gonna ask, do we have anything more for glinting swords other than? Uh, the power-up we didn't describe in much detail that we said was crazy overpowered earlier is the glinting sword slash Ideon sword, which is just where the hands start firing out obscene laser beams for a fucking mile. Yeah, they're so long. Yeah, it's a pretty cool shot when it, like, cuts the ship in half, like, the both halves of the ship in half, so into yeah. quarters, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, it uh, looks really quarters. cool. <laughs> Until yeah, it becomes just... like a fist sniper. 
Anyhow, episode 30, Desperate Sniper. Gij becomes a known quantity to the crew, and Darum Zuba meets his end, while the wave cannon demonstrates its liability until anyone can control it. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote a note to myself that just said, how did it take 30 episodes for anyone to think of going Gundam Thunderbolt on the Idiot, and then they don't in this episode. I was so mad. I don't know what that means. Yeah, that makes two of us. <laughs> they have robot snipers who hide in asteroid fields and shit, and it's like, hey, you know what would be great? If we engage the Idion from a distance. No one ever thinks of that. No, that is true. They all just want to grab it with claws and shock it or throw it into things. Uh, excuse me, it's called the pincer grab attack. Oh, I'm sorry. The pincer grab attack. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, I, I was thinking, oh yeah, this is going to be cool. Like, a set of space duels. Nope, nope. The desperate sniper is the last two minutes of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty friggin' sick, You though. should have said they it do is a 3.3, because I would have known exactly what you meant by that. In terms of, like, uh -huh. space sniping robots. I'm just saying, when I think Tamino and snipers, I think Gundam Thunderbolt. I think about what should have happened to Tamino before he continued making all these movies. Uh -huh. Like, if you watch it in movie form, they've just done two condensed movies that are really good. Mm-hmm. If you like robots, jazz, or outer space combat, you should watch Thunderbolt. Good to know. I'll note that on the giant list of anime that we will eventually probably watch. I don't know that we can really do that because it's two movies. Eh, bonus we... episode. Maybe? Fair. Yeah, those, yeah, those we'll would make like season pocket. bonuses on like an 08 or whatever. That's fair. Yeah. I don't want to. Anyway, Zoram Zuba asked for more booze money. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is this is the first direct request for Hooch Cash. Well the first one was I need a drink every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was the thing. But this is him explicitly asking for cash to do it. So he wants more than one drink every day. And he yeah. can't afford it. Yeah, shout outs to this, by the way. Uh oh, Cheryl is a terrible spy and her hidden passenger is found one day in because she can't palm an apple. By the only yeah. person who has demonstrated I will just shoot any motherfucker on this ship. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, her sister follows her immediately because she goes, Hey, wait, this pile was a lot taller before Cheryl peeked her head in the door. And yeah, she just, was... like, comes out being like, hey, is Cosmo down here? And she has, like, no reason to ever be down there. It's you, like... can't, you can't take two-fifths of a Hello Kitty without anyone noticing. Ha. That is an incredibly good joke. It's fine. Uh, that is an incredibly good joke. It's fine. Uh, and then Cheryl... <laughs> so, I, I love this, like, this sequence, because uh, Cheryl just talks to uh, Lana outside and says, Oh, you can decide to kill him or not and let everyone know, uh, but I think we need him. And then GJ pops out and just goes, I don't care if you kill me! And then closes the door. <laughs> yeah, he walks out in an animation that... Says he does not know anything that's happening out here. Like, I'm just gonna walk outside and take a shit. Oh, hi. Uh, if you want me to die, please do. Do it, I fucking dare you. <laughs> and it goes yeah. back in. He's so passive about it. Uh-huh. I'm really yeah. into this Gij arc in these episodes. Very good. I legitimately like Endgame Gij. Yeah. I... 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 Still can't believe they're kind of glossing over the fact that he has glassed multiple planets at this point. Whatever, like, this good. He said he's sorry. I mean, that's, that's, that's why Kasha why, uh... hates him. Although Kasha is also racist as hell. 
Yeah, right. Kasha. Yeah, talk about like the worst person made a good point. Yeah. <laughs> worst person you know. Uh, yeah, no, I can't seem to get over that. Like, look, even if you could say, okay, you killed a few of our guys, sure. But like, he, he's got like millions of people's lives on his head. That was the other guy, not Gij. Yeah, that was that was more Durham and the commanders. Gij was just technical yeah, advisor. Like, didn't Gij give give tell them to use the missiles once? Like, I, I swear, I thought Gij was in charge of one of those decisions. No, at least. He was. Ooh, I don't remember. He um, was. You're right. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was in charge of Brasilia, wasn't he? Yeah. But the or not Brasilia. Corale. Um, I think he did Corale. Yeah, he did some of Corale. Yeah, so that's bad. So it's hard for me to like really trust. Be like, oh, this face turn is going. Like, I'm cool with that because at least he's doing something interesting. I mean, I commented on it later in these notes, but Gije is the least trustworthy man in the entire show which says something when an entire running subplot is who in the buff hierarchy is betraying who else in the buff hierarchy. Oh, it's worth the answer is all of it that for this entire stretch of episodes, thanks to being brain poisoned by Matt, every time there's an eye catch, I just thought about how Uh nothing in space pushes you backwards. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It is still pretty good. I'm not going to lie. You're welcome. (laughs) So yeah, uh, the thing we, passed over because it's basically the plot of this episode is the commander Rikuku starts doing an attack on Earth to try and lure out the solo ship and the start of the episode actually does involve all of them going you know they did tell us to fuck off do we have to help them Uh, they eventually Uh do just to clear their consciences and partly because in this arc Cheryl is starting to go the Ide is powered by good because that's how science works. So maybe we should be moral. Yeah, that just kind of starts to come in from nowhere. I mean, I guess that's like it's part of the legend that it is like good energy. But I don't know, like it just feels like they're still like guessing at what what it actually does. And this is where uh, also they do some fucking real damage with the wave cannon. Uh, oh, and this is also where Cheryl starts experimenting on Piper Lou by bringing her in the cockpit with Cosmo. I gotta say, though, my note does say, love to watch the Earth get fucked up. We deserve it for those dumb hats they're wearing. Ha. <laughs> and then into child-based science crimes. Yes. Cosmo thinks, well, I'll just carefully aim the wave cannon to take out these buff ships. Whoops! And then he scrapes the crust of the earth off for a few miles Uh and destroys a city. Wasn't that dick too good? (laughs) Um, (laughs) hey, guess what? I actually make a joke in that vein in the next episode. Perfect, Uh because I only call Uh it the dick gun in my notes. I like how yeah. they only plug it in last second, by the way. You know what bothers me about that, too? The first time they do it, they plug into one port. There's clearly two ports. And then they say the gun's at half energy. I thought they were going to plug the other, like, another cord into the other slot at some point, And then the gun would be at full energy. And it never happens. And it always annoys me. Well, that's because... Know. Even after the first time they used it, Cosmo is super afraid to let this thing go crazy. For good reason, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, he thought, oh, this time we'll use less power. Oh no, my planet. 
Yeah, yikes. Darum Zuba tries to kamikaze the Ideon because, quote, this giant should not be allowed to exist. And that works really badly because all he does is just run into it and they powerbomb him into the ground. Mm -hmm. And then he gets out and starts screaming, hey, captain, robot captain, fight me. And Cosmo's like, okay. Yo, yo, and then he gets... So he's wearing a nuclear suicide vest, and then DJ just fucking snipes that guy so hype. Uh-huh. I actually really love this moment because we cut up to the top of the solo ship where all the humans are watching this, and DJ just hands the gun back to the guy next to him. He's like, "Sorry, I needed this," and the other guy's like, "What? No, dude, good job, thank you." Uh-huh. My, my notes for this are. In all caps, holy shit, and then, this GJ arc is incredible. Will Ideon be good now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If and we didn't have the next episode, yes. Yeah, I only have yeah. one note for the next episode. Uh, I think you'll have some fun with a couple of mine. But yeah, um, <laughs> now that everybody knows GJ is here, partly because uh, Kerala and Bess both recognize him on site, everyone starts going, do we keep him? And Kasha is... Just screaming, fucking kill yourself, die, you asshole, you're trash, you're worthless, and everyone else overrides her. That's it. That's episode 30. Yep, that takes us into episode 31, Home of Flame, in which the Earth Union uses Bess's family as a blackmail chip to try to get control of the solo ship and Ideon, and they take Bess and Cosmo hostage. And in the meantime, Rakuku begins putting together the pieces about Doba and the Ome Foundation's coup planning. Uh, and it's a whole there's, lot of nothing. Yeah, yeah, there's a note from me that just says the short version is this fucking sucks. Like, it's I, bad. I like what they're going for, but they just repeat the same beat to fill 30 minutes. You know how earlier on we said that a lot of early episodes are just warmed over Gundam leftovers? This is like a weird prototype for Zeta Gundam, especially the revelation that Earth is full of the pricks who refuse to leave for space for status. Mm, weird. Yeah, like, it, it makes it seem like, because we know nothing about Earth society, the only Earth things we've been running into is the military, you, you get a sense that, like, you know, the buff Earth and the regular Earth are way similar in the sense that they're extremely militaristic and also have a lot of issues. Like, you know, they care about honor a lot because a whole lot of the leverage they're using here is, oh, you you wouldn't, uh, you know, sully our good name as a family, Bess. And it's like, when did that become a thing that people really felt strongly about in human society? That hasn't been talked about about anybody on the ship prior. So, like... This whole honor samurai thing being also an Earth thing feels weird. There's a note I have for the next episode. I'm gonna just move this up here. This is part of the time where I started having some of Chris's earlier problems with the show. Because it hit me, we don't know anything about how Earth history has gone. Yeah. Do we still have wars with each other? Uh-huh. Have like there's a lot of graybeards running these ships who are super bloodthirsty, and I started wondering, 
Do any of these guys have combat experience, or is this just them getting old and going, I've got to get out there and make my name? Well, no, it's like clearly we just over-militarized the Earth as a weird make-work program. Yeah, but there's really nothing that gives us any context for that, and I thought... Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say, because it's the Earth Union, that the Earth is, uh, in fact, unified, other than some dissidents that they crack down on and execute or whatever. I mean, yeah, that seems that's like fair. the best bet, yeah. It, like I said, it was just a thought that occurred to me, and this is about where I started we getting could, really bitchy. We could have government jobs where they clean the park, or we could have government jobs where they dig up the park and build missile pods underneath it. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Bess and Cosmo are kidnapped. Uh, for what it's worth, I do like Bess's plan. The Earth government asks for him to disembark alone, and he brings Cosmo, with his logic being, they won't be frightened by a kid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that works pretty well until uh, they get shanghaied into a cell. Yeah, because they're just trying to do the same thing of, oh, just uh, give us the robot. Uh, you're fine, but uh, give us the robot. And they're like, it best, all Best says is, you don't even know how to use it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he's like, don't care. That's insubordination. Go to a cell. Yep. So Kerala grabs Gije because the Buff Clan are attacking the solo ship and they're down a pilot and can't launch the Ideon. And she goes, everyone's busy repelling the attack. I'm leaving to get Bess and Cosmo and I need backup. Prove yourself as a member of this crew and come with me. However, Kerala didn't tell a single person about this, so the bridge nope. crew nearly murder the pair of them. Yeah, because it's the two aliens running away. <laughs> yeah, they're getting into a skiff and leaving. Shoot them. No, no, focus on defense. Uh, and not not to mention that this is, uh, you know, they are old flames, too. I don't think anyone on the ship knows that. Uh, maybe not. I, Corolla must have mentioned, talked about Gije at some point, being like, oh, yeah, we were kind of engaged. I Like, not on camera. Like, I bet that happened to, like, Bess off camera or something. Yeah, Bess might know, but he's in jail. Yeah, he's in jail. The good strategy is that mechs just sap energy from the Ideon immobilizing it. That's pretty solid. Yep. And then there's a jailbreak out where the animation gets super stiff. Yeah. Uh, this is what I was talking about with the animation going to shit. It's like everything is suddenly 10 frames per second. Everything is really stuttery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or for it's... me, it looks hilarious because you left your TV in game mode and everything is unbelievably smooth and you can just literally see them sliding it across the thing. Ugh. Very good. Uh, then we get the most flashing I've seen out of this show ever for, like, two solid minutes. Yeah, it, for all the rest of these episodes, like, my wife had to yeah. leave the room. It was insane. It's a lot. But this one is, this one is the worst. Interesting yeah, way to this... save money, you only have to animate every other frame now. And this is yeah. also the, the parents episode, right? This is yeah. the parents episode, which yeah. we're skipping over because it sucks. Yeah, it's bad. You see Bess's parents, it's not good. Yeah, Bess's parents uh, basically decide at the end of this episode that they are going to just fucking leave him for dead because he has brought shame to them. <laughs> Bess's parents are kind of pieces of shit. Yeah, and like, they don't even, like, he, Bess doesn't even give him, there's no like, hey, like, this is what's actually happening, and it, it, he's just like, I can't do that. And like, can you like give in to their demands? It's your, you know, commanding officer. And Bess goes, I can't do that. And that's the, and that's how they break their family up. 
Yeah. Well, they also start it by telling their parents that he's doing treason, and then he does nothing to disabuse them of the idea. I mean, they may be technically correct. Also, they they scream at Kerala as the two aliens break them out. Uh, don't lead Bess down a path of wickedness, which I love. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. shout out to uh-huh. how DJ's just shooting at the ground in front of them repeatedly. Yeah, it, yeah. you know what's the funny thing? That animation looked really weird because it looked less like you're shooting a gun and more like you just have like a water hose just yeah. spraying. Uh-huh. Yeah, he does He does kind of just like spray bottle the cat's where, back. Where are your angry German shepherds, GJ? Ha. <laughs> yeah, there's just a note in here that uh, is when you're giant nut, but she keeps sucking as it blows up the energy draining machine. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> That was the only thing that went through my head. I love that meme so much. And I see lots of good ones. And I want to share them with my wife. But my wife will just call me disgusting. See, this is why you just need to be in a queer relationship. No, I got this weird prude. (laughs) Mm. Anyhow, yeah. uh, Bess's parents rip up all their photos of him. And we play to Cosmos with you once more on a sad ending. Was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So episode thirty-two, amidst the flames of fate, which popular Ideon characters die in this episode? If you said Moera and Rikuku, you are wrong. They were never popular. This is the episode where you find out that Moera is white. <laughs> I still can't believe you didn't realize well, that. Well, look, when he's on the bridge, no one ever refers to him by name. It's That's true. So you have no idea who it is, and the only time you ever see him named is when he's in that spacesuit. And apparently they just have blackface spacesuits, because I figured out what was happening when I was like, in the last episode, I'm like, who is this black chick? And I'm like, oh, wait. That's fucking Cheryl, and they have the blackface spacesuits on. Yeah, um, if you have any color on your visor that isn't blue, it darkens them in a weird way. Yeah, but you had no idea that you- you had no way to know that until now. Because no one has ever referred to Moira, or what the fuck is that other guy's name? Uh... Dart? I'm not even gonna pretend I know. Ding? There's like, uh, Hattori, but- there's Hatari, but that's somebody else. The gl- no, that's the bridge guy. What's glasses? That's the bridge guy. Uh, it looks fuck. like Hayuga. I don't know. No, I know exactly who you mean, and I cannot remember his name, and I'm not going. That's to That's what I'm saying. They, they just said it. They just named these fuckers like when they're not in the Idion this episode. Oh, yeah, the, the guy with glasses we've seen outside because he's been on the bridge talking. But like, so I can't it, remember so his name. So is Moira apparently, but you didn't know yeah. it was him. <laughs> yeah, no. This is this is like so telegraphed. So, so, so telegraphed. Yeah, uh, my notes actually say halfway through it. How soon did you know Moera was going to die in this episode? Answer honestly. Uh, not at all. Uh, the previous next on. Gotcha. <laughs> like, as soon as, like, Moira's, Moira's doing anything other than talking about piloting his part of the ship and talking about energy levels, you knew he was going to die. So mad. You know what? I'm so mad that they found the fucking trackers this episode. They I would have did it. I would have preferred that it never came up again. They finally hey, did it. Fuck you. <laughs> Here's the thing. You know they instantly added a new tracking device next episode, right? Oh. Ah! Did you not catch the line where they said that 
they're oh, tracing they're... their power source every time they go into hyperspace. Oh yeah, but that ah! I mean that that makes I remember that's that. Less but I, I, that's, that's less dumb. That's less dumb. That's, that's less dumb it. than this tracker. That's how they do it in Battlestar Galactica. Like the, the the thing with the trackers, like GJ is the one who's like, oh yeah, that's a biological tracker. It's got a te- telepathic energy worms in it, uh, yep. but they're invisible. They're like really re- invisible. They're very very. They're tiny. microscopic. They're they microscopic. are actually yeah. They are of a size you would not have to draw. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, but telepathic space worms. Whatever. That is not the stupidest uh, bit of tech in this series, let's be honest. No. It's also no, less it, dumb than not. the captain being named fucking Gorky. <laughs> yep. That's true. There's some really bad names in this show. Shoutouts to his mustache, <laughs> though. It's fucking on point. Uh, in that note, uh, be a man, Fard, made one of my partners uh, crack the fuck up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, a whole lot of this is Moira being a dick to his brother. Apparently, Fard's his brother. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we didn't know that before. <laughs> So, uh, shout-outs to the line later. It's made me laugh. It's like, Moira was obliterated into space dust. That is my <laughs> comment at the opening of the next one, which just says, a member of the Ideon's crew, Moira, was reduced to cosmic dust. And also, there's this bit in this episode where the animator clearly just took an eraser to their drawing of Saturn. It's incredible. Uh, did, wait did the uh did the mechs show up in the previous episode these new like green mechs with like the lasers in the middle of them like the blowtorch lasers oh, where they send out the dashed lines instead yeah very uh-huh. briefly and yeah this is where they start reusing that cell over and over oh yeah yeah like i i actually like those ships i forget what they're called uh something with an a who cares uh but the, the the weird thing about it i i like them more until i realized where the cockpit was on those things and it's like it's like a dick cockpit Oh, yeah. It's, it's very, yeah. very weird. Glad to see that robots also think like yeah. that. <laughs> but but also, like, it's cool that they have, like, uh, like the main fuselage has, like, basically an energy torch in the middle of it that probably has Donovan particles or whatever. It cuts through the barriers. Uh, I, th- I thought those were cool. Why do you remember that? <laughs> How can you no ever idea. forget Donovan? <laughs> Who the fuck uh... is Donovan? We, you looked it up on the podcast and I read forget. the Wikipedia page. <laughs> He's good. He has that one song where he sounds like Bob Dylan, though. That's Wait, weird. isn't that uh, the weird unicorn guy? No. What's the weird unicorn guy? That's a Sailor Moon yeah, thing I looked up also on the podcast. Oh, that's Helios. That's okay. Helios. Okay, yeah. whatever. Yes. Pegasus. Anyhow, uh, Rukuku is just full messy Did bitch in this really episode. Did you really just well actually me about Unicorn versus a Pegasus? Fuck off. They call it Pegasus on the show. Oh. That, that's what they call yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's actually a canon thing he's getting on you for. <laughs> I hate that. Well, it's both names. He's both Pegasus and Helios. This is awful. <laughs> You're so lucky there's no easily digestible thing we can force you through for Sailor Moon for a season. We still want to I still want to show him one episode from season 4. I'm not going to do okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Let's give him the one where Usaki gets underage drunk. Uh that one's that one's kind of good. Yeah. The joke good. is which one? <laughs> yeah, there's at least two that I can think of. Anyhow, yes, Rukuku goes full messy bitch this episode, watching the last will and testament of Daramzuba and cracking the fuck up at his confessions to his ex-lover. And uh, it turns out to be her downfall. Is this the episode with the weird 70s hippie lady in it? 
No, it's the next episode. It's the next episode. Oh, oh, yes, that... yes. I know the commander you mean now. Yeah, that's episode 30. Yeah, where she's yeah. got, like, the fucking green knit cap and hippie glasses. Fuck yeah. off. It was so random. Yeah, she's like Commander Dar- Hot Dog Subordinate. Like a Daria character. Also, did anyone else take that guy's name down? Because I just kept calling him Commander Hot Dog. Yeah, I have hot dogs, and oh, then I have no. my one... My one note is, my man eats so many nitrates. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh... We're not joking. There's just a fat buff clan commander who just keeps opening hot dogs and eating them. But they come the in glass tubes. Yeah, he he's also yeah. There's also a, like he has like a nut mix too later. <laughs> yeah, like, he's just constantly eating. So uh, Mar- there's there's some fighting. Myra dies. Who gives a shit? Uh, nothing happens really in this episode at all. Oh, uh, they get pressed into the Earth Union military, and then all of the people who would know that die in this episode. So it's like it yep. never happened. Yep. Uh, here's just some random gripes I have about this one, since we're blowing past it. How the fuck do the Buff Clan know the names for all the planets in our solar system? Because they keep pointing out Saturn, Intercept and yeah. lure them out at Saturn. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, Harulu calls into this episode solely to tell one of her subordinates... Murder that bitch, you have my authority. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, Macross cribbed a whole bunch from the fucking Moera plot this week. And the wave cannon destroys Saturn's rings. Yeah. There's, the funny thing is that she gets... The the lady who is the assassin now uh, for Rukuku... Kurala. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is Kurala, Kurala instead of Kurala, because that's not yep. confusing. Uh, but also, like, she explains that she's, I'm going to kill you for the thing you did, and then shoots her, and then they die. And then the whole ship yes. explodes. So Ten it was all seconds point- before the wave cannon wipes them out of the existence. It was so pointless. Uh-huh. Why Why do that? Uh, Nothing personnel, Rakuku. <laughs> uh, but yeah, also, there's just so much of, like, toxic masculinity of uh, Moira telling Far to like fucking nut up and be a man. Yep. It's so over bad. And over. With the nurse who only gets a name this episode. Yeah, and the nurse who's uh they have a she has a crush on him, which we learned that this episode, which means that he's gonna die and he dies. Her Mo- name is Rappo. Moira's haircut in this episode plus his attitude has extremely like closeted gay dude energy. I I can see that. I sure. Like very obsessed with like how masculine his brother is. Moira is real weird. Yeah. Yeah. Real weird. Like dude looks like he's permanently got flop sweat. Well, now dude is permanently cosmic dust. You heard the answer. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But by the way, I dropped a picture of the the back of the Adigo. You see the little like like that's the cockpit up in the front there on the left. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. Shoutouts to also ha- how it also has testicles. It does kind of have balls. They're yeah. very enlarged, though. Got to get that checked out. Yeah, it's a little Gotta swollen. Now Fletcher out. has to put this in the show notes. Yeah, actually, here's the page that totally. has all. Th- this page has all of the the ships for. Um, Who cares for the thing? You know you what? I'm it. actually going to link that later because yeah, that's cool. Like handy as hell, and then people can look at some of these weird ass designs we've been. Doing. Is the draft ship? Wow. Wow, oh, okay, there's an actual page for the Ideon. I was going to say, wow, you reduced the Ideon to a fucking thumbnail. (laughs) The Terran Mecha, just like that little square. Yeah. 
Uh, also, yeah, uh, if you look at the names on this site, you're going to see the weirdest romanizations. Yeah, because like it's a dogu maku instead of dog maku. Ganga rubu. Mm-hmm. It's probably right. what it's like in in Japanese. It's just what yeah, they, it's it's just yeah. a raw romanization, but it does not make it any less fun. It's like the Dragon Ball True. Z uh, credit song, the Japanese version, where they spell alien a r i e n. Huh. Mm-hmm. In the uh, romanization of the Japanese pronunciation, very weird. Anyhow, oh, no. I just realized the Zigmac is on this page is called uh, Jigumaku, which is yikes. <laughs> That's that man. That, that that feels bad. Why does this one have three <laughs> legs? What's the point of that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. A few of them have three legs. I'm talking about the. I, I went all the way to the bottom. Yeah, the Zanzarubu. Buff Mecha design yet. is such a trip. That's very bad. It is. It's all bad. Like I think the weird thing that looks like it's an outstretched hug pillow in this episode is my favorite stupid. Uh, oh yeah. Buff mecha. Uh-huh. You mean the T you mean the T pose spaceship? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and with that, let's go on to episode 33, Waft Zone Gamble, an entire episode of retreading plots from earlier in the show poorly. Very boring. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, shout outs Look. to the uh, images where when they tell Gigi to file mi- fire missiles, he pushes the button and has this weird smile where you can definitely tell he got a boner from doing Idion stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the one thing I really have to say about this sh- this episode is that when I when I saw Waff Zone Gamble, it just made me think of like when you fart right before your date comes in. Absolutely. <laughs> I definitely wrote a note that says the Waff Zone is what I call my butt. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we apparently skipped at one point where they fuck up the trees on the ship, the new mecha, because their uh, lasers pierce the barrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I only bring that up so I can point out that in my notes they have they reuse that animation. I just say they really just love fucking up these trees. <laughs> they really, yeah, they do. This episode does have my favorite thing of the series, which is when they start fighting separated but still in transform mode, oh, and it's yeah. just the le- in- legs independently <laughs> kicking a bunch of stuff. What? No, yeah, I mean like the the just the arms like flying around and punching things. It's so good. <laughs> I will never not love Cosmo in the arms just fucking decking dudes. It's very good. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the torso, uh... Just, uh-huh. just chilling. Also there is what well, the torso yeah. is. Yeah, exactly. Just when when they separate and do this, the torso has nothing to do. Okay, nothing happens in this episode. This episode is hot trash. Let's skip it. I mean, it. it's... I mean, it's the same thing as what happened when they go fight the. Oh God! Now I'm trying to forget what the, the other the silica-based life form. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. hive mind planet earlier in the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So it's just trying to throw them in a trap where where alien creatures will kill it, uh, and it doesn't. We should also mention GJ is now the third pilot in place of Moera. Yeah, that's the whole yes. point of this episode. Is oh, why yeah. don't we just do that in another episode? Fuck you, Tomino. Oh, there, there's there is the bit where at the end where uh, the GJ. Yeah, <laughs> the coin flip. Well, Gijay, like, 
they they had put Lada on the ship with a gun to be like, uh, you should kill GJ if he tries to betray us. And then he looks like he's betraying, like he contacts the buff ship and says, yeah, uh, I am coming back and I'm giving you part of the Mecca. And no matter how wide I open my heart, they won't uh-huh. accept me. Uh-huh. And, and like he gets the gun from Lada and like points it at her, which makes it really harder to say later on whether or not he, this was a gambit at all. Because he eventually just starts firing on it and they blow up that that ship gets blown up by and uh, he just throws a gun at her here you go yeah here's here's the gun take it back and like yeah they decide whether or not to treat him as a traitor or not by by a coin flip yep uh Uh, which i uh, do like one detail out of this final scene which is cosmo goes to shake his hand and gj doesn't know what to do with that he takes two tries yeah he uses the wrong puts out the wrong hand first yeah yeah it was cute and then they hold it for a while. Like, that frame is held for, like, two seconds too long. Well, yeah, because we're at the end of the episode and we have to uh-huh. make up for that animation. Oh, this is the episode with the plot point I'm so mad about. How do you not notice for 30-some episodes that your ship is emitting asteroids? Ah, yes. Episode fuck 34, off. After the Meteors Fall. Yeah, this is, this is what the fuck. So, uh-huh. like, way into, like, Bess's, like, spirit formation journey. But... Yeah, that was very good. Uh, yeah, I will just give the summary. Bess has an acid trip and communes with the spirit of Ide. Yeah, and, and an unholy happens. alliance of Buff and Mankind is formed to stop the Ideon. Yeah, it's just instrumentality. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah, I actually mentioned Nitrate, that. Nitrate Lord yeah. is here, some stuff happens. Uh, they do see that the uh, Buff King has, like, sent out an armada, including, like, this in- ridiculously tall ship. T-Pose the battleship. It's like if a giraffe was a spaceship. It is ludicrous. Yeah, uh, it's, there's it's almost sand- planet size. There's some sandworms, there's some shit about how the Ideon is uh, testing their morality, blah, blah, blah. No one gives a shit about that. Yeah. Um, also, at one point, Cheryl goes, Lou said a word when Lou says Ide, and Lou has legit spoken at least twice prior. Cheryl is the worst. He says mama! <laughs> yes. Fuck you! Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Bess has a fever. Uh, Yeah, he's been out of commission since Moera died, and this episode finally brings that to a close. It's just, um, everyone's really psyched. After they kill all the buff clans, and uh, uh, Lord Nitrate and uh, the Earth Union are going to do a sick collabo to kill the solo ship. There's yeah. one bit I just want to talk about because it had me busting up during what should have been a serious scene. Uh-huh. So SB Nation does this series called Fumble Dimension with John Bois. It's basically, we're just doing Breaking Madden style stuff, but only doing one video per so we don't have to make it a series. They just put out one that is, like, the world's most satanic golf course and playing through it in a simulator. And one of the best gags in it is both hosts are just so incredibly blasé about the other person murdering animals with a shot. Because the course will have, like, seven kangaroos at the hole or whatever. And for some (laughs) reason, someone rendered, if you hit them with a ball, they will collapse and die. Hell yeah. (laughs) So... As they're all fighting inside the sandworm nest, I was just hearing John Blaw going, that Domo's dead. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, there's a bunch of fucking sandworms. 
they they get a lot of mileage out of that animation of that one baby sandworm getting shot a lot. Yeah. Fucking wrecked. Also, the Ide gauge, which, reminder, is a series of simple geometric lines in a circle, is drawn ludicrously off-model during this period. 90% sure that the Ide gauge, when it gets the swords, turns completely white. That way you don't have to yep. animate more lines. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... Well, I, I... The weird thing is that, I, to me, it looked like the light shined purple, like it shined a different slightly different hue because the sand were like the worm coming out was like purple for some reason i don't know maybe it's just a lighting thing but like i thought it was I like mean, that still doesn't explain not drawing lines right oh no no but i think it explains like i mean clearly what they're trying to say is oh the ida is trying to protect these children too it's not just human children it's just innocent you know life forms that it's trying which to is really funny because the speech it has with bess is just like we're protecting ourselves. That means sometimes we override you, asshole. Uh, basically, the Ide is like very into the non-aggression pact. Like that's Ugh. its entire thing. <laughs> called it way earlier when I called the Ide a Catholic spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Only the pure heart can do these sick laser swords. Also, I guess we should mention because we kind of glossed over it. That pretty much every episode in this stretch has the Ide on acting of its own accord while the pilots are incapacitated. Cool the first time, and then the, you do it immediately. Every time they have a cool idea, they do it the episode immediately after, and then I'm just bored because I'm like, oh, we're just going to do this forever now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Although yeah. by this point, uh, there is a conversation at the end of episode where Cheryl, Kerala, and the pilots are just like, we may not actually be in control of this anymore if it's sentient. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, also, would be I like a that the great place is, to leave. The problem is we're not in control of it, not should we be in control of something that's sentient. <laughs> Fuck off. You know, the, the funny thing, too, here Bunch is... Uh, slave owners. Uh, like... This whole best um, dream sequence here, why did it wait this long to try to have, like, as, I'm assuming this is, like, canon a real thing, like, they actually had a conversation, yes. and not, like, what best thinks, which is, oh, I just had a weird dream. Uh, why hasn't that been happening sooner? Why wait till now to do that? Because they're no longer, so... like, purely defensive. They've been going on the offensive against the buff now, which is why the like, yeah. is not responding to them as much anymore. It's a combination of two things. A, the consciousness that is the Ide energy is becoming more awake and cognizant again, as opposed to just sure. being like, yeah, yeah, and rolling over in its sleep. And B, um, let's just say maybe Bess isn't the only one. What was Piper Lou's first word? Oh. Well, first word. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, that that makes sense. The the weird thing is just how much of this show bends around one of the five children characters, like child characters. This would be a good place to end the episode if it weren't for the final line, uh -huh. which I took down because this is incredibly stupid. It was almost as if the solo ship was creating meteors behind it. Also, it's literally doing that. <laughs> Yeah, you don't see that until the very end here where, like, 
Yeah, because that that's what helps like uh Commander Hot Dog and like the US the US, the, the Earth forces like decide to team up is like, oh, we're both getting these meteors. Maybe it's from the ship. And then they're right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If if you were to just leave it as an unspoken thing that yeah, the, the chaos in this ship's wake is bringing enemies together. Sure, that's a really good plot. Oh, also, it's literally destroying both homeworlds. Also, it's the Watchmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spoilers. <sighs> yeah, spoilers yeah. for this 20-year-old comic. Fuck off. I know. <laughs> it's a bit, Chris. Come on. You take the bait every time. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's... Um... If a bit's bad and no one knows that it's a bit, is it really a bit? I don't yes. know. Ask the guy in the Russian benzo coma. <laughs> so good. Oh. I I know. That's been. Fletcher, did you my... look at these horse horse book covers, by the way? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh I started looking at some of the horse book reviews. Hell oh, yeah. how are they? Oh, people who are actually in the horse world are furious because it's like we expected a romance novel that actually did some like horse story stuff so we could just live vicariously and this bitch basically makes it sound like oh the slaves will do that I just want to fuck people were very uh-huh. mad that the horse care was not depicted in any way you gotta get that horse care in you know I've seen some videos about that <laughs> and yeah, once again I'm going to be banned from mentioning z- <laughs> on one of the podcasts on the network can't go to notes <laughs> No, ro- nope, nope. We should maybe release this uh, on our podcast. We should just release a clip of me saying, don't watch Idion on our podcast feed. Date stamped to before it, before we start this series. That way people who are downloading our show in the future get a warning before thir- like 12 episodes in that they shouldn't be watching this. Well, they could just listen to the podcast and not watch it. That's what I'm saying. Don't watch it. Don't watch along. Just listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we should record I a warning. would not have recommended this if I remembered the television show was so bad. Because I saw the movie last. I think yeah. we should record a warning. Honestly, I don't want to waste anyone's time with them watching The Idion for our bad podcast that we like. Alright. Huh? You want? Yeah, like... This stretch of episodes, though, like, visually, they definitely punch things up, I feel. Yeah, but they don't Except when they give up. Yeah, Yeah. I I like that they started actually reusing all of the uh, different warping animations for different Uh ships. Like, each ship class now has its own uh, DS drive uh, animation. Yeah, oh, we got another one of those, uh, like, the lines breaking, like, separating from the ship uh, animations going into uh, hyperspace. Which yeah, cool. and then I was like, that's, I almost wrote down, that's cool in my notes, and as I went to write it down, there's another ship in frame that just kind of disappears, I'm like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Immediately yeah, after that. just whatever they can reuse from the animations. You also notice they're not doing the psychedelic background for hyperspace anymore. Yep. No. No, they're not. No more, uh, Shout- what, flower sperm is what we called it. Yep. Shoutouts to, we have to d- both dock at the same time, and then they don't so they can still reuse the whole docking sequence. Yeah. Eat shit. Well, Chris, you know, theory of relativity, you can't dock two things at the same time. That's literally why you do it with <laughs> dicks, Matt! It's true. 
Anyhow, uh, yeah, this is this is very much where the series is both rushing to its conclusion and falling the fuck apart. So next time we are going to go to the end of Ideon Television with episodes 35 through 39, and let's see how everyone feels after that. You know, both this show and Evangelion have proved to me that constraints where, oh, we're running out of money and we have to make our show actually do make the show good. Because there's just 20 episodes of fucking nothing. Like, every episode of Ideon has the pacing of Kingdom Hearts 3, where something important <laughs> happens in the first 60 seconds, and then the last three minutes. And the rest is just... So, uh, how much of Anno's other work are you familiar with? A anyway? lot of it! It's all like that! Fuck off! No, no, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I was gonna say, um, probably my example of that is Kare Kano. Tamino is bad. Um, there you have it. He's bad. You can <laughs> like what he makes, but admit they're top. bad. I think I would argue a little more nuanced than that, but it would just be nitpicking. Yeah, because you could say, oh, this guy who's overall makes bad garbage made some good shit. Like I said, I think Tomino is very much a Gene Roddenberry figure where he gave us a cool universe. There's some good stories in it, but at a certain point, he has lost touch with everything, and... Yeah, Fletcher, we get it. Star Wars the Universe, cool. <laughs> that one was a uh, Yes, I know. You've tried it three times. Well, no, the last time was an accident. <laughs> uh, anyway. I just so, think yeah. the robots look cool. Am I missing the point? <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> that was actually a very good sideways joke. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I just think they're neat, Matt says, holding up a Zigmac. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of want uh, a figure of this uh, this new one, the Adigo. I kind of like it. I need to do some research before we get to our final episodes and just see what the actual toy line for this was like. Oh, oh no, I just found a cursed image. Oh, hit me. Uh, hold on, putting it in, in the slot. Oh, sorry, in the Discord. Can't wait to see this. I mean, maybe it's not as cursed as I'm saying it is. Maybe I'm overselling it, but hell yeah. Um, <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> something. It's uh, that's going in the show notes. It's a picture of Ian as a girl. They didn't even it's try. It's a very poor Moe girl cosplay of the Ideon, Yes. Wow. Why yeah. are you such a fucking classist? For what it's worth, that would actually cost you hundreds of dollars to make in real life. It's true. Uh, Podcast over. Goodbye. We'll be finishing up this fucking garbage TV show next week. Yeah, I'm really curious how much the movie will turn anyone's opinion around. I'm going to watch both the movies. That way I can complain about how we could have just watched the one movie instead. I really think, yeah, I really think you should if you have the time, just because <gasps> it is a much better pace. What I forgot? What, why not? I already wasted, like, fucking 20 hours of my life watching Space Runaway Idiot. Why not throw another hour in there? Sure. Well, here's the thing. What I forgot and learned while I was doing research for this is the first movie, Contact, actually covers 33 episodes worth of TV series. That's hilarious. Yes. 
and then the rest is just replaced like the last six are just replaced by the movie is that what you're trying to say by being um they are replaced they're very much sort of like how death was a remix of the last few episodes of uh, ava it's that until it gets to redoing the ending like i expect you are both gonna be fucking pissed when you see how television ends it one of these better end with just that armada warps to them and blows them up. The end. <laughs> and I, you know what? Given the level of hyperviolence and be invoked, I suspect that's how be invoked happens. Yes. Okay, nailed it. That's how it yeah. should go. Like that's uh, be invoked is basically just the brutality at the end of a race. Yeah. There's a reason the tagline is uh, two empires will collide and both will end. And J.P. Morgan's stock prices will fall dramatically. <laughs> God. <laughs> I saw that clip and that was that was something viscerally upsetting. Uh, for, for the record, there's an article about how uh, people are worried that uh, climate change will cost people billions of dollars and not like catastrophic human life and in it jp morgan is worried that climate change will lead to the extinction of the human race which will cause a decrease in their stock prices <laughs> that's an actual yeah. quote he's not he's not making yeah, it's pretty much exactly what they say it's fucking incredible hold on let me just go let's go, no, let it, go said, it said it could create the uh the extinction of humans <laughs> here we go in an alarming document sent to clients they meaning jp morgan uh, said that deaths, immigration, and conflicts will soar as the planet's heat and water supplies dry up, famines will increase, and species will be wiped out. All of this will have a devastating impact on economic growth and the stock market, the reports <laughs> authors said. Yeah. Fucking I mean, he's, he's not incredible. wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong, but that... <laughs> talk about missing the forest for the trees, man. Uh. <sighs> Oh, shout outs to me read shout outs to reading the neoliberal subreddit. It's a lot. By the way, these uh these model kits are not that expensive, at least the ones I'm seeing on eBay. Okay, so the thing about that is yeah. these are old style garage kits, not modern gunpla kits. Yeah, I'm seeing there's not a lot of parts in there. Yeah, these are unpainted, you have to glue them together. But it's the whole thing, right? Like it's all It is the whole thing, yeah, yes. Okay. Still yeah, cool. if you want to pick one up, you can do it. Just don't expect it to be the uh, modern style. Oh man! Easy. Oh, it's all what? yeah, it's all one color. Mike yeah. Hughes yep. died. Say that again. I didn't catch the name. I said Mike Hughes died. Uh, Mike Hughes was that flat earther who wanted to find out for himself if the Earth was flat or Fuck not. Fuck yes! By launching a rocket into space, and he died in a homemade rocket crash. What a legend! Absolute king. <laughs> Fuck yes. Well, I guess I know what's going to be number one on what a time to be alive this week. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, we'll I see mean, you next like, time for the... Who would have seen that coming? <laughs> we'll yes. see you next time from uh, Buff Flat Earth. I don't know. <laughs> oh, fuck. Surfboard Earth. <laughs> Surf Earth. Uh, for the end oh. of this fucking garbage show. Yep. Also, did I tell you about the idiot who thought Twink was a slur? What? That no, you Twink had it. was a slur. Yeah, that was fun. Mega Man fans are crazy, y'all. It's like how they wouldn't name a food after a slur. 
<laughs> That's a joke that I'm not going to take the bait on. The joke that I thought of was uh, Negro-O's. Uh, oh, fuck. Now I'm just thinking uh, of that episode of Atlanta again. Thanks. God. <laughs> That's terrible. They're chocolate flavored. It's fine. Uh. He was just asking for cereal. Stay back, kids. <sighs> All right. I have to stop recording. This will only escalate in bad ways. Uh, yikes. You gotta cut that last one out. Gotta go. Yeah, no. No, <laughs> no. No.